Welcome to The Voice of Nursing, the podcast that brings you insightful conversations with healthcare professionals from around the world. Join us as we deep dive into the inspiring journeys of nurses, doctors, and other healthcare experts and explore the ever-evolving landscape of healthcare. From personal stories of triumph and resilience to discussions on the future of healthcare, this podcast aims to shed light on the diverse perspectives and experiences that shape the world of nursing. If you're passionate about healthcare and curious about motivations behind this noble profession, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and let's embark on this captivating journey together. Good day and welcome to the Voice of Nursing podcast. I am Joshua, your host, and we really want to thank you for joining us for another episode. And today we are joined by the lovely Christine, who is here with us from the US. Um, Welcome, Christine. How are you doing? Great, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's quite hot here in South Africa. We're in the sort of beginning stages of summer, so we're all just sitting and sweating. (laughs) Are you heading into winter now? Uh, I actually live in Florida, so the average temperature during the winters, it's fairly warm. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, that means we have a lot in common. It's fairly warm (laughs) here during the summer as well. All right, Christine, let's get going. Um, You've had extensive experience in nursing uh, for roughly about nine years, working in various states, 19 states, if I'm not mistaken, um, across the country. So what initially inspired you to travel and explore healthcare um, in different regions? Um, For myself, uh, I had always seeked more in my nursing career. I thoroughly enjoyed where I worked, but I I wanted professional growth. I wanted to test my limits of my capability as an individual to see how I would handle working in another state. Ended up being seven or multiple states, 19 hospitals. And it was quite a ride, but I learned a lot and I'm very thankful for the experience. It Mm -hmm. gave me a wide set of skills and it made me very adaptable. Yeah, and I think working in quite a number of hospitals has definitely probably had an impact on your skills. Can you maybe share with us a bit of insights or lessons that you've gained from those experiences? Um, Flexibility is key. (laughs) Um, Just being able to quickly adapt to a situation. Typically, when you travel, you have a very short orientation experience and Typically within a day or two, you are in a new hospital, having to meet new coworkers, having to learn new management styles, and just you have to go with it. There's you have no voice in the situation. You're there to help. So you mm-hmm. you go with the flow and you have to be willing to do that. Um, it could be a hard transition for some. I like to think uh, I like change, which a lot of people don't. Um, typically I see change as things for the better. Um, When there's change implemented, it's because there's a problem. Um, So me being able to go into these facilities and help them while they're transitioning into new things uh, was also enlightening for myself. Yeah, and you also have a background in emergency nursing, and I, I can just imagine how intense and demanding the field must be. Um, maybe if you'd like to share some experiences or moments that have kind of shaped your perspective when it comes to emergency care. 
Um, there have been multiple. Um, I started off my emergency care career in Kentucky, which is where I just moved from. Um, it was the amount of just violent uh, crime that would happen without the city that came in. It was very eye-opening. Um, I think just out in a general society, uh, I like to think we as individuals are oblivious to things. We, uh, you know, we function about our day. And when you're in this hospital, you have to focus on everything that comes in the door. So you have no choice of like, you know, this is a bad situation. I don't want to handle it. You have to handle it. It's now your job. So you have to be willing to build a tough exterior to be able to handle everything that's thrown at you. And typically in an emergency room, you really never know what's going to roll within the door, the door within the next five minutes. Yeah, I mean, while that's, I can imagine it's quite intense to kind of have to think on your feet. Um, but Definitely. you and I had a chat before um, and you, you actually recently came out of hiatus um, due to burnout and the challenging aspects of that. Mm -mm. Um, and I know that this is quite a current trend at the moment, especially in America. Maybe if you'd like to share sort of the factors that led to your burnout and what kind of self-care practices that you personally took during this hiatus. Um, the biggest thing I learned to do initially was pause. Pause with what I was doing and reflect on the situation. Um, and having done that, it prioritized my well-being and my own self-care. And it... Um, I would seek support in that situation. So whether I could rely on my coworkers, my colleagues, because typically within any healthcare department, your coworkers know you best. You're, it's your family away from your own family. And it was helpful because when I would leave the hospital, there was a switch, internal switch that I would shut off and it would allow me to transition from work mode to home mode. And I would keep the two very separate. My personal life was very separate from my work life and it helped me with my like, work-life balance. Yeah, and uh, I suppose that kind of distinguishing professional and personal life is very important. I think that goes to say for every um, profession, but specifically in your profession, that there needs to be a differentiation. Otherwise, you tend to have work constantly on your mind. And I think that's one of the factors that m allow us to burn out, just that we don't separate life and work. Um, but yeah, I think you also mentioned to me before that you were quite, um, you were quite the witnesser when it came to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and what happened to um, to the the George Floyd movement and everything that was happening at the hospitals? Maybe if you'd like to expand some of the on that a little bit and what influenced your views on healthcare um, in that particular time. Um, during the protests that were very prevalent throughout America, um, it brought. A lot of attention to the systemic issues within the system. It sparked a lot of conversations with equality, inclusivity, and um, 
the social movements, it played a huge role in highlighting all those issues. However, a lot of these decisions were brought up with emotion versus evidence-based approaches to it, and it created a lot of violence. Uh, it was the first time in my career I had ever been fearful to go to work. Um, politics and healthcare intertwined in a very unhealthy manner, and uh, we had many situations where um, there was a lot of violence against healthcare workers, which kind of made no sense to me because we're there to help, we're not there to judge your situation. And we unfortunately during that time had a few officers uh, shot in front of our emergency department, which was terrifying. Our hospital had to go into complete lockdown. The National Guard was brought in. And it was the first time in my career I had been scared. Um, we weren't allowed to dress in our scrubs into the facility. We had to dress in our normal uh, casual clothes. We were being shot at, so we were having to be escorted to and from the emergency room. So it shed light on a lot of lack of balance between advocacy and like political manipulation between the two. And there was no rhyme or reason to anything that was going on. And I don't think there was ever a resolution that came of it, to be honest. So it was a difficult time. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just imagine. I mean, um, but did you feel that sort of the healthcare system supported you sort of in the aftermath of it all? Was there any sort of contingency plans in terms of how to manage the nurses who've experienced the violence of this? Uh, typically within the hospitals, they offer an employee assistance program. It's very vague. Um, there was never really any debriefing with the situation. It was just kind of handed to us and it was expected of us to just know how to handle it because we were emergency room nurses. So I never truly felt supported from upper management. I felt supported by my fellow coworkers because it really united us to stand together and get through the situation. But there was never really any moments where anybody would talk to us about how we should handle the situation. It kind of felt like every man for himself at some times. Mm. And sort of what was your response to all of this afterwards? Did you feel a sense of isolation and loneliness, stress? I was very stressed out. A lot of that stress would carry over to my home life. Um, there were moments I was very angry. That anger carried into my home life. The only reason I figured it out for myself is I actually had a coworker pull me aside and ask me what was wrong. And it was the, it shed light on, oh wow, I'm not myself. And briefly after that, I remember taking a small vacation after that, cleared my head, and then I came back and then it made me realize I was not myself. I was a very angry, bitter person. And then it really led me to set boundaries within the healthcare system for myself. If it was something that I didn't agree with, I learned to speak up about it. Mm, yeah. So let's take it back a little bit. Um, sort of what inspired you to initially become a nurse? Like what was young Christine thinking when she decided nursing is where I want to go and what I want to do with my life? Uh, I had graduated high school. I really had no sense of direction. Uh, one of my 
friends had become a nurse. Having grown up, I was the middle child. So I had middle child syndrome, I like to call it. I felt very unheard and unseen. And I always felt like I had to make a commotion to be recognized by my family. <laughs> it was a struggle, mm. a little traumatic growing up. And I realized when you do stand up and you make your voice heard, it can make an impact depending on what message you're relaying. Uh, my mother growing up was a very sickly woman and we had a lot of trips to visit her in the hospital when I was younger. And that made me realize I would soak in everything that I would notice going on, things that were good, things that were bad, but I liked what it embodied as far as helping somebody, uh, making a mm. difference in someone's life and seeing them feel better to the extent that they're going to be as an individual. Mm. And given your journey, sort of what advice would you give to other nurses who may be struggling with similar feelings of burnout and isolation or stress or even the feeling of needing to be heard um yeah what advice would you offer them um number one know your worth as an individual know your limits know what you can handle can't handle ask questions if you need to ask questions communicate clearly your needs um it goes to the saying, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So if you're not letting someone know that there's a problem, you can't expect someone to read your mind and mm -hmm. ed educate yourself. You need to stay informed about what's going on. Um, you need to understand why there's policies, why they're implementing new changes. People struggle with change because they don't, they think they, uh, most of the time it's being done because you're being punished. Typically, when change happens, it's because there's something that's not working and 100% build a support system. My isolation was prevalent because I felt I couldn't rely on anybody. I had convinced myself that I didn't need help from anybody. And then I realized how much harder it was to accomplish things alone versus a team, especially working in an ER. Mm -hmm. And sort of now that you come out of your hiatus, you know, looking forward, how do you plan to consistently balance your career aspirations with self-care and maintaining your overall well-being, especially in light of your past experiences with burnout? Um, knowing just to when to take a break. Uh, biggest mm. thing is just knowing when to take a step back and knowing that the situation's not working out for you or that you need to ask someone to, for help or knowing, you know, maybe this isn't, nursing is so versatile. So, you know, I could have reached a threshold where the emergency room was hard, but I found resources that were, that worked for me, that helped me get through my situation. And sometimes, you know, I think as an individual, we don't always know how to tell ourselves no, you just take on all these responsibilities and say, yes, we can do this, but have no clue, no background, no information on how it actually works. So it actually, mm. so setting no goals with it and then failing, falling on your face and tripping when it yeah. does happen. Yeah, certainly. 
And have there been any mentors or role models that have kind of had that significant impact on your professional journey or have at least been there to support you through your um, stages of burnout and really trying to figure out the reason to continue this nursing journey? Um, one of my biggest mentors was my, pre my nurse preceptor when I initially became a nurse. She was a former military nurse and she gave me a lot of insight of just how things work. <laughs> she was very realistic. When you graduate nursing school, you're very task oriented. They don't really teach you that there's a person in the bed and this is how you take care of them. It's very, it's a list of things you're supposed to accomplish. She taught me to make connection, uh, go through the history with them. How does this work? Why are you giving this? What are you giving it for? Are they educated on the process? Do you know, do they know why they're taking it? So she made me, she taught me to critically think continuously and it's made me very meticulous to make sure that my patient or whoever comes through that door is educated on the process of what's going on with them during the duration of their visit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and is there a specific vision or mission that you have for your future career? So what is what does the future look like for Christine as a nurse? So recently I had this opportunity to uh, take a certification course known as somatic nursing. Um, somatic nursing is this interconnectedness of like mind and body. It's a more holistic approach to um, taking care of patients. So with not relying heavily on medications, it allows you to focus on just not just the physical, but the emotional, mental aspects forming therapeutic communication with the patient. Um, I got certified within a course and it actually inspired me to kind of uh, start my own business with it. It's not fully up and running, but um, it basically provides mindfulness. It is, uh, mind, like I said, mind-body connection. So it entails meditation techniques, breath works, and making a connection internally versus having to rely heavily on medical care while still helping somebody. So easiest way I could put it is regulating the nervous system. Um, mm. So it's something I've been working quite a bit on, um, trying to work on getting it up and running. So hopefully in the near future, <laughs> you'll That's hear amazing. something about it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, please. Um, Actually, now that you mentioned that, I've been reading up about holistic care, you know, and integrating it into our current sort of modern world of nursing. What's your kind of outlook on that? Are we doing enough of it? Should we be doing more? Um, are people doing too much of it? I think we need more. I think the problem we suffer with definitely in the United States, I'm not so much sure as far as the entire world. Um, is we rely heavily on pharmaceuticals. Um, when people come into the emergency room, it's, it used to be very bizarre to me, but uh, people come in looking for a magic fix. Uh, example would be a pill. <laughs> people just have this connection to medication that medication is going to fix me, but then what's happening in the process is an addiction is now being created to this medicine, a tolerance is being built. 
And then, okay, so this medication is no longer working. What other medication can we give? And it's this domino effect of let's medicate, 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 instead of finding the true underlying issue of what even sparked everything to begin with. So instead of Mm -hmm. asking the patient, hey, what's going on? And not necessarily looking at their symptoms, which are important, but looking at what truly led to the events of why they're there now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I, I, my, my mom always says to me, you know, it's probably a symptom of something that's more rooted in what's going on in your life. And I'm like, that's so true. You know, um, <laughs> a lot of what we probably struggle with is more rooted in our own trauma and our own past experiences that really need to be released and healed. And I have one last question for you, Christine. So if you could give a nurse one tip of something that they do wrong, what would it be? Uh, Be open to criticism. Um, Don't take it personal. Typically, when someone says something to you negatively, it could be a reflection of themselves. They could be having a bad day. There's so many factors that can tell why they're acting that way. But be open to it. Uh, feedback is good. It allows you to grow. You could be, uh, it could be constructive. I think all the, a lot of the times um, messages aren't relayed appropriately. So just understand that it's not there to cause harm. It's there to either help you grow or point out an obvious mistake. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining The Voice of Nursing. It's been truly a pleasure to hear your experiences, and I truly believe it's going to touch the lives of other nurses. But yeah, thank you. And thank you to everybody who's listening to our channel. We hope to see you next time. Tune into the rest of our channel and see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Voice of Nursing. This podcast is dedicated to fostering a deeper understanding of the healthcare industry and the individuals who dedicate their lives to it. We encourage you to continue exploring the fascinating stories and ideas shared on this podcast and to join us in shaping the future of healthcare. Remember, your voice matters and together we can make a difference. Thank you for tuning into The Voice of Nursing and until next time, stay curious and keep advocating for better healthcare for all.